Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. that's fit for us to podcast you know what it is today you know what the day is no i don't i don't have i the, just woke up i don't have the recording oh, but you not? know you know what we do on saturday it's always a special treat oh gosh it is the shabbat shindig and here comes the song <laughs> one of these minutes here it is. Now you. Hi there. Do I have to say more than I bet? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Today on Shabbat Shindig, we'll have our usual weekly features. Uh, a, the, it'll be this day in Jewish history. Today's big birthdays. Updates on some of this week's biggest stories. And their enormously popular feature, quote, How many Jews? How many Jews? How many Jews? How many Jews? End quote. Featuring, once again, our golf correspondent, Thucydides Johnson. Thucydides, how are you doing today? I'm doing terrific today. Good job, gentlemen. Good job, Good job, job to, you. to you. You ready for some uh, important... Uh, events that happened on July 11th throughout history? I can't hardly wait. Okay. On this date, in 1346, Charles IV of Luxembourg became head of the Holy Roman Empire. What distinguished his treatment of Jews from other rulers of the time was his passivity. He didn't really actively persecute them, just let others do it. So he did at one point give the Jews of Prague a banner that is thought to be the first Time a Star of David was used to represent a Jewish community, so there's that. There's that. On this date in 1733, Jewish settlers arrived in Savannah, Georgia. They founded Mikveh Israel, which is now the third oldest Jewish congregation in the U.S. They brought a Torah with them, and the congregation still has that. It's a Reformed congregation, and on its homepage it says, We invite you to come and experience this very special place and be greeted with a heartfelt Shalom, y'all! On this date in 1804, Alexander Hamilton died in a duel there in Burr. Hamilton attended a Jewish school where, when he was a kid. Some people think that's because he had been born out of wedlock and was therefore banned from Christian schools. But a forthcoming book called The Jewish Life of Alexander Hamilton provides evidence that Hamilton's mother had converted to Judaism when she married a guy who wasn't Hamilton's father. And Jewish law states if a woman converts to Judaism, she is permanently Jewish, no matter what happens afterward. So Hamilton might have been Jewish. Someone has to write some new songs. I wrote one. Oh boy. I'm not throwing away my matzah. I'm not throwing away my matzah. I can't eat any crapple on the holiday of Pesach, so I'm not throwing away my matzah. A hit, right? On this date in 1883, Hebrew Union School in Cincinnati graduated the first class of rabbis to be trained solely in the United States. The celebratory meal after the graduation ceremony violated many Jewish dietary laws and became known as the Trafe Banquet and is thought to have been the origin of the historic divide between the U.S. Reform Movement and the U.S. Conservative and Orthodox Jews. 
Men menus from the event survive and show clams to have been the first course and both meat and ice cream to have been served later. They, they violated every Jewish dietary law except the pork thing. It seems like they were just trying to irritate the conservative rabbi. On this date in 1903, Sidney Frumpkin was born. He became famous as Sidney Franklin, the first Jew to attain the elite status of matador in Spanish bullfighting. No kidding. His friends, who included Ernest Hemingway, knew him to be gay. In a profile published in the New York Times last year, Rachel Miller, an archivist of Franklin's mementos at the Center for Jewish History in New York, said, The macho nature of bullfighting helped Mr. Franklin mask his sexuality, even while allowing him to indulge his passion for flamboyance and pageantry. Bullfighting provided a stage where he could perform in such finery and with such flair, while at the same time remaining in the closet. It was a place where his own brand of queer self-expression was permissible, but invisible. He was hiding in plain sight as a gay man in a very macho sport, end quote. If you don't listen to Jewishness, Jewishish, you probably don't know as much about gay Jewish bullfighters as you would otherwise. And that's very We're cool. just saying. That's very We're cool. We're just saying, that's you know, listen to other things if you want, but the things you won't know. The things you don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, this is an unlucky date for Jewish athletes. On this date in 1961, Jewish jockey Sidney Cole died when he was thrown from his horse, a filly named Laurel May, and hit a guardrail at Aqueduct Racetrack. And on this date in 1987, Avi Ron, one of the greatest Israeli soccer players ever, was killed when he was hit by a passing speedboat in the Sea of Galilee. Galilee. There really aren't a lot of big celebrity birthdays today. It's mostly musicians. Lil' Kim is probably the most famous one. Uh, there's also Suzanne Vega, who did My Name is Luca. You think Lil' Kim is bigger than Suzanne Vega? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Lil' Zane? Uh, and after that, you're talking like Richie Sambora, guitarist for Bon Jovi, or maybe Michael Rose, lead singer for Black A Hero. That's a good one. And returning to stories previously heard on the Vickers Report, on and Jewishish. We reported how Pakistan was seeking to improve its mango export opportunities by sending them to leaders all around the world. Well, this attempt at mango diplomacy does seem to be bearing fruit, oh, so no. to speak. Pakistan's Gulf News reported that ambassadors from various countries have been seen on social media enjoying Pakistani mangoes. Australia's High Commissioner to Pakistan, Dr. Jeffrey Shaw, delighted followers by depicting himself on Twitter eating Pakistani mangoes with his hands instead of with utensils, earning many retweets and likes and positive comments. Not to be outdone, the British High Commissioner to Pakistan, Dr. Christian Turner, captivated Pakistanis by tweeting a quote from 19th century Urdu poet Mirza Ghalib, which translates to, quote, mangoes should have two qualities. They need to be sweet, and there needs to be a plenty, end quote. Very nice. Ambassadors from Switzerland and the Netherlands have offered similar posts. Still no report on whether a mango has reached the White House and whether anyone there would know what to do with it. If a Secret Service agent jumps on it, it's going to be make, yeah, make a terrible mess. That. That's really the video that. I want to see. A mango shows up in the White House and the entire Secret Service dives on it and it's mangoes splatting all over the Tupperware. We've described Lady Antebellum's decision to change its name to Lady A and its discovery that a black blues singer, Anita White, has been performing under that name for years. 
We also described the band's decision to sue Miss White to let them use the name. She responded, quote, you're saying that you are an ally, but you are not. White said, quote, you basically want to bully me and take the name and think that that's okay. That's not an ally. End quote. It's really not hard to decide who to root for in this story, especially because we have already suggested the name we think the band should perform under. We even tweeted it right on the band's page. Why wouldn't they go for Lady Um? What's, what's not the like? I think we should have a, ca- a Lady Um campaign, right? It would, solve, it would solve the, this dispute, save a lot of legal fees, and get the band named properly. Jewish- Lady Um forever. Jewish listeners, if, if you're really dedicated listeners to this, let us know what you think of a, a possible Lady Um campaign. Hashtag Lady Um. Tweet at us with the hashtag. You can send us a voice message at the link in the description here. You can do whatever you want. Yes. Uh, so let us know yeah. what you think. Yes. You know? Yep. Yep. We have people listening from Ireland. Yeah. Did from you where? From Dublin. Oh, really? Somebody in Dublin is 10% of our listenership. Wow. Cool. Know, right? Good. I wonder who that is. Yeah, no kidding. More and more evidence of the folly of Major League Baseball's plans to play this season. Two more prominent players, the San Francisco Giants star catcher Buster Posey and young Chicago White Sox pitcher Michael Kopech, have said they're not going to play. Meanwhile, the Toronto Blue Jays, though training now at their home stadium, have yet to be granted permission to play their regular season home games there, and if they do, the assumption is that players will be confined all summer to the stadium and the hotel adjacent to it. Blue Jays player Travis Shaw tweeted, quote, All summer isn't going to happen. Not an option. End quote. He might want to reconsider that. Scott Mitchell, who covers the Blue Jays for TSN, says that players seen outside the ballpark and hotel would be fined $750,000 and could be imprisoned. So I think Travis Shaw maybe better think again yeah, about yeah, this okay. going out and having a good time. And finally, our most popular feature of all, the famous, the stupendous, and not to be uh, understated, the irritating. How many Jews? <laughs> How many Jews? How many Jews? How many Jews? So, so Thucydides and my partner here, I feel sure that both of you will get this one right immediately and in unison. A hundred and eleven. As you both know, of course, most visitors to Washington, D.C. go there to see two things the Washington Monument, and the National Museum of American Jewish Military History on R Street, which you'll be surprised to learn is open Monday to Friday these days in spite of the virus. The museum's Hall of Heroes features a tribute to all the American Jews who have received the Medal of Honor. These include Benjamin Kaufman, who in France during World War I led a patrol in an attack on an enemy machine gun, became separated from his patrol, had a machine gun bullet shatter his right arm, but charged the machine gun anyway, throwing grenades with his left hand. He returned safely with the gun and a prisoner. Those featured in the exhibit distinguished themselves in seven different conflicts, from the Civil War to the American War in Vietnam, with the four Civil War heroes being the largest group. So how many heroes are featured in the Hall of Heroes at the American Jewish Military History Museum in D.C. The choices are A, 
I stopped listening after the arm got his arm blo- the guy got his arm blown up. So just that guy, whatever his name was. B, one hundred and eleven. C, seventeen. And D, eighteen eleven. Who said it is? Do you have any ideas here? I have some ideas. That's a pretty that's a pretty obscure question. Uh, I've not been asked that before. Um, I think this guy Benjamin Kaufman, for instance, he deserves at least two or three of them. Um, however, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna give him three, um, maybe four, and then if there's less than four in the other six battles, um, again we don't know how many each of these recipients received. Um, so the only answer that makes sense in this, this case is 111. Oh God! 111 oh, for God. the win! Oh God! For the win! You can't get the Medal of Honor. Once you've gotten the Medal of Honor, you got the Medal of Honor. You can't get enough. It's like being elected to the Hall of Fame. They can't put you into it multiple watch, times. Watch us. <laughs> How do you know? You ever get one? No, that's true. You, ever, you can get more than one Pulitzer? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You get more than one 111. Has anyone ever done that? Are we right? It's 17. It's 17. <laughs> There's 17 guys there. You can. It's there was open, no, yeah, there was no it's open Monday through Friday, and even with the virus, and you can go see. Thucydides, Benjamin Calfman, the 16 comrades. Two or three more Saturdays, and we'll run this guy out of the house. I'm a, I'm a broken, I'm a broken man. You're a broken soul. I'm a, I, I, I try so hard. I come up <laughs> with sure questions. Where the answers can't possibly be 111, and except those couple of weeks when it was 111, and you didn't guess 111, <laughs> then the, I have to. I know for a, an absolute fact that the only way I can come up with questions where the answer is 111 is to ask questions about things that happened in pogroms of the Holocaust. Those are the only events that had 111 Jews in them, besides the. The gathering in Napoleon's time that I asked about. You're not you. looking hard enough. Oh, God. These are hard questions. Yeah. I think or... Benjamin Coffin deserves a dozen now that I'm thinking about it. I agree. Yeah. I give him, him 17 by himself. Okay. All right. All right. We'll go sometime <laughs> and see. I, I, I deserve one. For putting up with this, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply. So is it eighteen eleven? No, eighteen eleven is the address of the American Museum of Jewish Military History on yeah. R Street. It's in case you want to go there and see Benjamin Kaufman, there's seventeen guys. There's, there's... They're not open on the weekend. No, well, they, it's because the staff needs to be home listening to Shabbat Shindig. Oh, you're probably right. And Serendipitous Sunday. Well, you have I bet to be... they agree with us. Hey. You know what? If anybody who works at the National Museum Museum of American Jewish Military History in our street in D.C., if anybody is from there is listening, maybe, uh, you know, give us a call, give us a tweet, give us something, and we can have you on to show my co-host here that he's completely wrong. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, tweet, I'll tweet this. I'll include this show in a tweet and include them. And see Please if they do. will accept our invitation. Please do. All right? Please do. 
All right, so as our listeners know, we're trying out candidates to be our new closing theme because we, because we just can't stand to hear the Wizpops manatee anymore and figure you can't either. And we've replaced, thanks to Thucydides, uh, our Mango Monday feature with Murray Monday. So how about this? The Mango Song by The Fish. See what you think here. Uh-oh. Oops, we're going to have, a, we're gonna have an ad instead. We're going to have a verbal like, ad instead. Hang on. Like okay, this. here it comes. No, hold on. You never give the ad from the channel. Oh, I like this. Isn't this a kind this of... This is peppy. It's peppy. I think this, this is a moves. good closing theme, right? This moves. I'm feeling this. I'm really feeling this. I think this is... I think the lyric is, your hands and feet are mangoes, but you're going to be a genius anyway. That oh, seems brilliant. like right up our alley. That's okay. and then And then it has a long instrumental part, so we can do our closing over. No kidding. What, what do you think, Thucydides? Really? Okay. All right. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go for now, anyway, with the mango song as our closing theme. So take us out there. Oh, no kidding. We'll yeah. turn it down just a little so I can have okay. a nice earnest talk with our listeners. Okay. Well, you know, today was another Shabbat Shabbat. We just hope that you guys have come away from this podcast so far in your lives with a better understanding of what makes 111 a beautiful number. Oh. Yeah. Thucydides, thank oh. you so much for, you know, oh. being another one to really believe in the power of the number. Hey, you know, yeah, thanks for, letting me, thanks for letting me play. I'm not a superstitious guy, but it's, it's a beautiful number. It's a beautiful number. And, yes, you know, I, I don't got much else to say. Tell your friends about Jewishish. Let them know. You know, we could, uh, number, if everybody here, but three of their friends who were not in that household know uh, what's going on with this song. It's at the end of the song. You've been talking for so long that the song ended. We, we, we had well, like three a, minutes of the is, Mango song. This is not a good song. We need the Manity song back. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Why is it not a good song? I thought it's, it's so not great. long enough. If, oh, if well, it just started earlier. If it can't handle one of my, uh... Talks, then, you know, what are your filibusters? Yes. Yeah. You know, if 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 three, if you, if everybody who was listening to this told four people outside of their uh, of their household about the Jewishish podcast, we could be growing exponentially. You know, because you you're gonna get you person who's listening to this, you're gonna get tired of this by another couple episodes. If you're still listening right now, at least. I can't imagine who would be. But, uh, you know, so before you leave, at least tell some people so that they can have their share. So you can warn them. Yes. (laughs) Or that. So just remember, 111. Uh, That's always the answer. Happy schmoozing. Goodbye and good luck. And without further ado, this is the Wiz Pop. The manager. Goodbye.